Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Diaz, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hey, it's Ed again. Let's go right to episode 226, titled Healing a Leper and a Paralyzed Man. You can find these events in Matthew 8, Mark 1, and Luke 5. While Jesus was teaching in one of the villages near Capernaum, a man who was covered with leprosy knelt down in front of him. With his face to the ground, he pleaded for healing. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean, he cried. Jesus, filled with compassion, reached out and touched the man. And this was a huge social taboo. No other religious leaders would ever have come in contact with a leper on purpose. Leprosy was not only highly contagious, it was considered a divine judgment. Anyone who came near a leper was immediately defiled and had to be cleansed before entering a synagogue or going anywhere near the temple. I am willing, Jesus said as he reached out, be clean, and immediately the leprosy left the man. Jesus then ordered him, Do not tell anyone until you have shown yourself to the priest and offered the sacrifices Moses commanded in the law. You see, Moses had written specific instructions that are recorded for the Jews in Leviticus 13 and 14. They explain the cleansing procedures God required if a person was healed from leprosy. But no Jewish lepers had been healed since those laws had been given, so the instructions had never been followed. For centuries, the Jewish religious leaders taught that when the Messiah came, he would heal a leper. They labeled it a messianic miracle since the Messiah would be the only one capable of performing it. This was the first of three messianic miracles that Jesus performed while he was here on earth. And since it was such an important miracle, Jesus wanted the priest to validate that it had taken place by offering the sacrifice that Moses had mandated. But on the way to the temple, the leper could not help telling everyone how he had been healed. As the amazing news spread, people from everywhere began flocking to Jesus. This included Pharisees and teachers of the law. They came from all over Israel to check Jesus out. Their role was to listen, observe, and then decide if Jesus really was the Messiah. One day, when Jesus was in Capernaum, four men showed up carrying a friend of theirs who had been paralyzed. But they could not get into the house where Jesus was teaching because it was simply too crowded. So they carried him up onto the flat roof and removed some of the tiles and then lowered their friend on his mat through a hole they had just made. They set him down right in front of Jesus. When Jesus realized how much faith it must have taken for the men to do this, he said to the paralyzed man, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Well, this upset the Pharisees and teachers of the law who were in the audience a lot. That's blasphemy, they thought to themselves. No one can forgive sins except God. Jesus knew exactly what they were thinking because he is God. So he asked them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? Of course, the correct answer is your sins are forgiven since no visible evidence is required. Then Jesus added this, but in order for you to know that I have authority on earth to forgive sins, I will also say, take up your mat and go home. The man immediately stood up, rolled up the mat his friends had carried him in on, and walked out the door giving glory to God. Everyone in the house was filled with awe and began praising God. They had seen incredible things that day. Think about it. If we want our friends to have their sins forgiven and to receive the gift of eternal life, we must bring them to Jesus. It may take creativity or sacrifice or persistence, 
but it is the most important thing we can ever do for them. Jesus is the only way anyone can have eternal life. Luke makes this clear in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, when he states, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Now go and think about your friends today.